West Sea Affiliate, yeah. Yeah. I'm with this. What we throwing up? All you bust ass niggas out there. I got my motherfucking homeboys in the house. My nigga Ice Cube, back here. Back to set the record straight for all these bust ass niggas who be tripping. It's all we do, a nigga. Front, back, side to side. We be giving it up till the day we die. Niggas hit me up, I'ma have to erupt. So motherfucker, what's up? Front, back, side to side. We be giving it up till the day we die. Niggas hit me up, I'ma have to erupt. So motherfucker, what's up? Nigga clear the lane, here I come once again with this gangsta click, dropping this gangsta shit. Strictly for the riders, two riders, I got a west side of rhyme for them niggas that's sitting on them bait wires. Pump the bass, hit the switch, cause Ice Cube, Mac 10 and Dub C's back up in the B.I. itch. Straight hooked for life, ain't no looking back, ink in my flesh, west side tatted on my chest. Walking with the shadow of death through the land of the scandalous South Central Los Angeles. Alright, this is uh. This is Raul. This is Drifting on Memories podcast show. I'm in the uh, the west side of Los Angeles today, and I'm uh, sitting down with Charlie Chacon. And I'm, I really appreciate like you know spending time and talking about the history and all about lowriding. Um, so I really want to want to thank Charlie. Uh, and Charlie is part of the Chacon family on the west West LA, where just kind of if you're in the lowrider scene, you know the family, you know what they're building, you know the cars, you know. Uh, you know, you know how they represent the west west side of LA, but uh, and, and we're going to talk about your car a little bit, Charlie, like the, the fifty seven. But I'm also want to mention how you to me it wasn't like oh, okay you're stuck in the west side. You know, some people are like oh low riding, but that fool never st- gets out of right, right. never gets out of East Los, never gets out of South LA. You have those people that do tend yeah. to do that. They tend to stay in one area, mm-hmm. but for me, low riding is um, for the streets, mm-hmm. meant to be seen by everybody. Right. So I go from the west side to the east side to the valley yeah yeah right valley. right right to the valley right um and it's it's a great thing because i could connect with different people and that's how you you become known in the in the on the scene you know what i mean mm-hmm. um for me it it stems from years and years of um, car building in my family i grew yeah. up in, in culver city and was born and raised in culver city um since i could remember you know coming um home from school i would always see my uncles and my father um, working on cars our driveway is full of cars you know what i mean there's, at any given time you come to my house and you'll see cars in different phases yeah right from build, build already to being built to purchasing original you know but, I mean? so but charlie why ways. why why did your because because now when i think about car building it's very 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 few people that are building driveway right but but for your dad your uncle for your family why was it that they would build in in on the driveway was it because they wanted to do everything on it or because they couldn't afford the shops why why is why was that basically? well back then it's, it was a it was a passion i mean there wasn't really no shops you can go to to build your cars it's either you buy it built or you build it yourself and from what my understanding is my my father and my uncles um they were given a 54 chevy you know when they were young like 15 14 15 years old from my grandpa he bought it from they wasn't running you know and they wanted this car they got it running so when you're a kid you know you want a you want a car it was like a hand-me-down car and it's like hey we gotta we gotta get it running and we gotta get it to our style and that's 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 how it is with most um mm-hmm. you know old school lowriders yeah you know right. i mean they were they i mean lowriders back then you were they didn't they didn't you just didn't go buy one fixed up you mm-hmm. fix it up yourself right and that's why lowrider has the lowriding scene has changed so much because it it evolves yeah. i mean nowadays people you know, purchase two hundred thousand dollar cars. Back then, they were not that much. Right. You know, I mean, they don't build them. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, growing up, what years are we talking about? Like when you mentioned, like, hey, man, at any time you come home from school, you well, know, what years are these? Since I was a kid, in, and I'm forty five years old, um, I remember um, remember getting dropped off by my parents at school, in elementary school, in the El Camino. My dad had purchased a brand new, you know, El Camino at the time. It was nineteen eighty four. And he had put True Spokes, yeah. Big Hubs, yeah, with yeah, 520s yeah. on it. And 520s? And 520s, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, so I already knew what, what lowriding was, but it kind of like the impact that it gave me right there and then by watching these kids like 
ooh and ah when I got dropped off, and it's like you notice this it. thing is powerful. You know, you notice that kids it. watching it, yeah. Because who gets dropped off in a, in a lowrider at school? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you said you grew up in Culver City. In Culver City. And where's your family from? My family's from Culver City, but um, our roots come from El Paso, Texas. Okay, all right. So yeah. most of my family's from El Paso. All right. My mom and my my father were both born in El Paso, and they met in Culver City. So what kind of pressure is that? And and. Yeah, let me ask this. What kind of pressure for you, if if any, was like, oh, man, I got to build something? Like, growing up to maybe your teenage years, young adult, what, was there any pressure for you to build something? Or or were you interested in it? Or what, what well, did it do for you? Well, I couldn't just drive any car because the title that my last name holds was like, you're a Chacon. You shouldn't be driving in no bucket. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Was, was that pressure? pressure was high, uh, yeah. The bar was raised high for me. Already, from um, the gate. From the gate. You know what I mean? It's like... My family told me, like, if you're going to ride your car, you better make sure that thing's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, nowadays, I don't really give a shit. Right, right, right. Yeah. As I got older, I really don't care. Right. My, my 57 is an um, everyday driver. Um, it's a little wavy. You know what I mean? I, I want to but take it apart and pull it together. Okay. But at the same time, is I don't have as much time as I used to. I'm but that's kid. the thing about you, though, is I, I was going to say, when you said, yeah, man, I, I go out to the valley, I go out to East Los, you stay on the west side. It's one thing to be like, um, I'm on a hoopty and I hit all all um, Southern California. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's another thing to be like, yeah, I'm rolling in a 57 and I smash dude. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's there's a big difference it's, there. It is a big difference. Um, at the same time, you got guys with 57s that put a lot of money. So I'm looking at their car like, damn, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know I can get my car there. But at the same time, I'm humble right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've been low riding for years. My family's always taught me to respect everybody else's lowrider. Gotcha. It doesn't matter what what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their dream. That's yeah. their vision. You don't shit on nobody's vision. That's you right. don't shit on nobody's dream. Um, you help them out. You know what I mean? You kind of help them out as far as giving them a hand, not mm-hmm. telling them you should do this. Right, right. Because that's, that's not that's your not that's not your vision. That's not your car. It's not you your know? vision. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the difference. That a people, lot of people like to do that, and they tend to do that, <laughs> and it's not it's not cool because you know. Who's who's who are they to say what's right and wrong? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could. There's things that I, I don't really agree upon. Like back in the days, I didn't think many uh, many trucks were lowriders. Yeah, yeah. But that was the thing back then. Right. And now they're making a comeback. And and for me, it's it's a cool thing now yeah. because now in motor it brings back memories. Yeah. And yeah. it's like at a time where lowriding was changing at that time. Yeah. Where people didn't see Impalas or Bel Airs or bombs as right. lowriding they wanted, or maybe they didn't have enough money, but they. Right. They got these little mini trucks and you know these and made them lowriders. Made or, or them lowriders. Yeah, what you you're talking about about um, you know the the cruising in this area in West LA and for me and for me it wasn't I don't know man I, I feel and and it's kind of messed up to say but I kind of feel like I stood in my bubble of of the East Side right. and right of that side. But and I would every so often come out to like South LA cruises or you know what I mean car shows. But the West Side, it almost seemed like, and maybe it was just because it's a lowrider and on on five twenties and, right. and and small rims, right? Maybe for me it seemed like, man, that's a long drive. And that's something that people that don't really know about lowriding understands what you just said. You know, when you're on five twenties, you you know you get on the freeway. Your car is swerving yeah. because it gets caught into the little um, grooves of the freeway. It feels like your tires are falling off. That's something that. A lot of people don't associate or don't right. recognize because right. they don't know what real lowriding is. That's yeah. real lowriding to me, you know what I mean? Um, or even when, you know, a lot of my cars, I mean, I never really had cars with hydraulics. My cousin, um, Gabby, my uncle's uh, older son, mm-hmm. you know, he tend to have more car, uh, cars with uh, hydraulics. And I love them. I love the idea of having hydraulics. But at the same time, it's like so much maintenance mm-hmm. you know what I mean? yeah for sure yeah. um there's something always breaking and you always want to hit the switch and you know what i mean there's there's one thing that like i was going back to telling uh the story about how my family always was pressured us to have the nice cars right when we had nice cars and we had hydraulics it it threw the alignments of the doors of the fenders off so Marco was like what the fuck you guys doing yeah, yeah. you guys can't be hitting the switches that much right you know there you go lining the fenders up yeah. again and, and the doors so they were perfectionists like that well from my, I mean, we learned this from Uncle Gabby. Uncle Gabby's the one that opened the shop and is the one that's pretty known for building the cars. For building Gabby, Gabby Chacon. Yeah. Okay. Um, where was the shop? Culver. He he started in the valley. Oh, okay. So we got to know all the um, the Armenians out there in the valley and you the know the lowrider Armenian yeah, community. In, yeah. In the African American community yeah. too, because we weren't we weren't just uh, you got to remember. 
when I grew up in the 90s, we weren't hitting like Whittier Boulevard. Whittier Boulevard, I mean, I heard about it from my family, but cruising Whittier, that was like the mecca of a low riding. I mean, they were talking about cruising Whittier. There was really nothing going on on the west side. I mean, we would cruise up and down the neighborhoods and to the beach, but as far as a cruise, there was really nothing there. Yeah. Um, it was always East LA. Yeah, right. You know, so we would have to, from the west siders, would have to go to East LA and go cruising and hit Whittier. And I was always heard stories about how you know awesome it was back yeah. in the days you know right. what i mean being young yeah. in the 70s and yeah. in the go ahead go ahead being young you know growing up in the 70s hitting you know an area that's predominantly chicano and that's that's more prideful you know what i mean so for me i will never get to experience that really yeah because you know nowadays it's so diverse already and you have everybody mixed in but at the same time when i grew up what I wanted to tell you was I grew up cruising Hollywood Boulevard, Laurel Canyon, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff, yeah. you know, scenes like yeah, that. Yeah, the 90s were, Hollywood was big in the 90s, late 90s, and Hollywood it was, Boulevard it was It was big. really, really yeah. big, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's the place you wanted to be seen. Yeah, right, right, right. What, um, so again, um, and I feel, I feel like, man, I wish I knew more of the West the West LA cruise scene and lowrider scene. I wish, you know, um, even back then in the nineties when I was cruising, right? In the late late nineties. So what was what was it like cruising over here in the West Side? Was it was it like Culver to Venice to Santa Monica? Was it off of Lincoln? Yeah. Would it, what, what? Well being from Culver City, you know me, I would have have to cruise to the projects. You know what I mean? That's where the homies are at. Yeah, yeah, we cruise yeah, to yeah. what's up, you know, uh-huh. what some of them would jump in the car, let's go. Uh-huh. We'll go look for girls, you yeah. know what I mean? So you um, guys stayed in your boundaries or you we, guys would come out to We would come out and it's that's kind of something that that I'm just thinking about right now. It's just like you know, being a gang member, being from a particular area, mm-hmm. being confined to your area, but yet you want to explore, you know, the west side, mm-hmm. even though we got to cross mm-hmm. boundaries that we shouldn't be crossing. Yeah. But we felt like we're in a nice car. We want to be seen, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a dual kind of like disrespect because mm-hmm. it was like, look at me, I'm in your neighborhood. Yeah. Look Glossy, at me, I'm, I'm in your car, yeah, yeah, in this yeah. car. Yeah. So that was my mentality as a kid, you know, yeah. being young, not really really caring mm-hmm. but at the same time i don't know if it was from because of my family's name that i was never really like no violence have right. really like was drawn to me right cruising through these areas i ran into different neighbors you know guys from different neighborhoods they they knew who i was and right. i knew what they were and we just mad dog you know what i mean yeah but at the same time it's like nothing happened you kind of get people, a pass right yeah, you kind of get, get a pass because you're, you're i don't know if it was because like i said if it was because of my last name or because of the car but yeah 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 and i think that's it man yeah. i think that i think that that's like a little bit of like an unro- unknown kind of rule or an untalked about rule is like hey if that's from a family of lowriders and we know they put it out it's almost like they kind of give you guys the props of of representing the west west la lowrider scene by putting these cars out so if you come through venice or santa monica it's almost like a pass, pass. and but here's a twist it's like my family is all my family's from Culver city you know, we're well known um, f- uh, to be a family of lowriders mm-hmm. in Culver City and being from the neighborhood as well. But growing up, I always seen different guys from different areas come to my house and they would either go there and talk to my dad and my uncles. It was yeah. always about cars. Yeah. So it was always contradicting to me. It was like, we're not supposed to be getting along with these guys. Right, right. You know, what's up with that? But that's what brought them together is the, is the, is the lowrider scene, is the cars, is the and, culture. And that's what brought them yeah, together. And, and they forward, could have been from enemy neighborhoods. And flash forward, this is the reason why I started um, this documentary called West Coast Documentary. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so um, growing up, I was always in trouble. You know what I mean? I was, go, I was going to in, and, in and out of jail. And um, the last time I was so in You were jail, active in the neighborhood then? Pretty much. I mean, you, if you if you have nothing else better to do, you know, I mean, besides build cars and then, you know, when you have your car, you're in the project. So you're always getting in trouble somehow. But I used to get in trouble. And I'm, I remember um, getting older. The last time I was in jail was like in 2005. It was for something really stupid, like possession of stolen property. Mm-hmm. It's always something stupid, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it was something dumb. Yeah. Um, and then I already had a record of, you know, sales, you know, convictions of uh, possession okay. of sales, so a lot of firearms okay. and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, you know, I mean, I'm here in court and this is, here's the same judge I see all the time. He's like, you know, aren't you getting a little old? I'm tired of seeing you here. You know, what you do something with your life? And I said, you're right. You know what I mean? I had nothing, no response to that. You know what I mean? But he put pressure on me because he said, 
a, this is a felony possession of stolen property. And, and let me mind you, it's a Sam's Club card, a membership card mm-hmm. that I found on the floor. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it had no value, but yet they, they slapped me with the felony. Wow. Because of the record. Because of the prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, I want you to be more productive in, in your community. I want you to seek full, uh, gain full-time employment or go to school full-time. And I'm going to give you a month to do that. And if you don't come back with the with um, proof, proof that you have a yeah. job or a school, yeah. you know I'm gonna give you like two years. Okay. You know what I mean? Like two years. Like, yeah. Man, come stay, on. Man. Stay time. You know. So here I am, a week before I gotta go to court, and I'm like, damn, I don't got a job. And I'm and I'm trying. I'm really trying. You know what I mean? But it's hard to get a job in a week. Right. I mean a month. A month. Sorry right. about that. Yeah, for sure. With the with the record, you know right. what I mean? For and, sure. and still on probation and whatever. So I'm at this light in Culver City. You know, thinking about like. What what is it I want to tell this judge when I see him next week? You know, yeah. um, I'm looking at at the sign that said enroll now. I'm I'm on Jefferson and Overland. There's a community college called West LA College there. So I was like, man, fuck this. I'm going in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll go in there, enroll, and they're like, you know, how they gave me like a few. Que- they asked me a few questions and asked me like, what's the highest grade of yeah. school you completed? Blah blah blah. But I I I did one one class out of high school. At that college, like years before, oh, okay. so I All was right. still in the system. All right, okay. So like you're still in the system. You're you know. familiar with the school. Yeah, but I was never there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here I am, and I enrolled into like um, 21 units, six classes. I like I figured, well, I did six classes in high school. In high school, yeah, it should be it's a like breeze. Six, it should be the same thing, you know, not knowing right college. what I'm getting into. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So I'm only doing to fulfill this, you know, this right, this demand of uh-huh, what the judge right, has right, before. Right, this so request, yeah. I go, and then he's like, okay, I see that you enroll in school, cool. Now I want to see a, a progress report every semester. So I'm like, fuck. Wow, no way, <laughs> so yeah. So uh-huh. here I am. So now you got to stay in school. I'm in there every six day. Six classes. Six classes, failing miserably, like, but still on time, <laughs> showing failing, up. Failing everything? Everything. Yeah. Um, professor asked me, like, you know, can I talk to you after class? Like, sure. Her name was Professor Oliver. You know, to, the, to this day, I bless her. So, like, yeah. she helped me out a lot. She said, what's going on? You know, most people drop these classes, you know, so they won't get a bad, you know, grade on the record. Uh-huh. You keep I showing said, up. Yeah. They're like, you're here every day. You're so sweet. You're very polite. You, you know, you're always smiling. Um, never missed a class. Yeah. You're here. The first one here, the last one to leave. You know, and I see you on campus, like, Monday through Friday, almost, you know, sometimes on Saturdays. I'm like, yeah. I said, I'm not here by choice. I'm like, what do you mean? I told her the situation. She looked at me. She's like, get out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's like, not you. You're too yeah. sweet. You know what I mean? Like, oh, right. Got you. Yeah. She didn't believe. She didn't believe that <laughs> was his gang member. Right, right, was right. on probation. Judges, judges orders. She's like, I want you to see me tomorrow after class. I'm like, okay. She's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you, you know, get your grades up. Perfect. Start giving me a few, you know, quizzes and tests to see where, where I lacked, you know what I mean? Uh, Okay. The education, you okay. know, where it was lacking, um, because she said I wasn't stupid, and I, yeah, I right. always felt I wasn't stupid. Right. And I, I told her one time, like, man, I'm, I'm stupid. I don't even know yeah. what I'm doing here. She's like, there's no such thing as stupid people. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, there's a bodybuilder never, never um, came out of the womb buff. A, bu- a bodybuilder, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. He goes to the gym, right, and got builds, you. builds his muscle. Got the you. brain is a muscle. You got to go to, you know, got you. Build your brain. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like that's why I'm asking. To do these quizzes to see what what you're lacking the holes right. the gaps in your education gotcha. we need to fill those in gotcha and i was like i can't go to tutoring she's like that's the problem with latinos she was a white lady they don't like asking for help they're too prideful they're like you've you're here for a reason you know whether it's good or bad make use of it you know what i mean uh, further further your education you know what i mean be smarter go back to your community contribute something positive right I'm like, damn, she's, she's, her words are very powerful, you know what I mean? Like, she's encouraging. So, I seek the tutoring. My grade, my grade points, uh, my grade point average at the end was a uh, 3.8. Okay, nice. You know what I mean? It wasn't a, the, the 4.0 right, that right, I strive still, for. Yeah, wow. But yeah. I, I fucked up in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I finished community college within one year because I just kept taking on full courses. Yeah. Um, I got accepted to every college that I applied for. Wow. Uh, and from there, she's wow. like, the, well, you know, back before I finished college, before I finished community college, there was, my grades were slipping again. Okay. And she was like, what's going on? Because you, you seem, you seem tuned out. Okay. 
I seen uh, I, I ran into a few of my homies and they were just saying like, "What's yeah. up with you? You don't yeah. come around the neighborhood." Yeah. And I start hearing like, "He's a bitch." Yeah. He's a snitch. Right, right, right. He's this. He's that. Yeah. So it was affecting me. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Are you a snitch?" I'm like, no. Are you a bitch? Mm-hmm. No. What is a bitch? Yeah. Tell me what's a bitch. I'm right. like, somebody that that's weak. Right. Like, do you really think that's a bitch? Right. You know what I mean? Because obviously you you are because you're. You're allowing, accepted, it, to you're allowing you. it to affect you, mm-hmm. so you must be. I'm like, damn, you know, I ain't a bitch. Mm-hmm. She's like, show them that you could do better. Focus on your goal. Finish school. Which is on. crazy, bro, because a lot of people go the other way when they get called that from their hood. You know, right. they they say, oh no, the homies are calling me this and that. Time to go put Time work. To go put to work. And, yeah. and 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 forget about school. Forget about my family or, or or this kids that I have. And fuck it, let's go do work. You know, right. like yeah. And, and that's the thing. It, it she. She even told me the same thing that you just said right now. She's like, that must mean something if they're kind of like antagonize you to come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that means they need you. They're going to be there. You know what I mean? But when you come back, become, come back um, with something that could change their lives as well. So I'm like, man, that's not exactly what I'm going to do, you know? And little by little, you know, I started getting the same homies asking me like, hey, that's cool. You finished school, you know? I'm thinking about going back to school. Like, well, let me help you. You know what I mean? I'll help you. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, go through this, um, right. ask for this program. No, I'm going to go in there with you nice. and physically Walk show with you. you into it. Because yeah. nobody, I mean, nobody's right. really did this for me. And that's right. when that goes back to um, what she says, stems back to what she says about Chicanos don't like being or, or don't like asking, asking for help. For help. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you, if you you have somebody that, that you respect and you know growing up, right. show you. Help you through it. It's like the hood too though, it right? Is. It's the it same is. thing as the hood. It's the same concept of the hood. The older homies kind of guide you through it or tell you, you know, direct you through it. Yeah. Right? But this is, so this you is know, a comes positive. from a different, yeah. different type of angle. Right, for sure. And, and another interesting uh, fact that I uh, kind of like blew my mind when I was going to community college is I had to fulfill a, a requirement to transfer to a four-year yeah so i had to take ethnic studies right so i took a chicano studies class you know yeah and i think being chicano think i think i know a lot about chicano history yeah 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 we always go in thinking yeah (laughs) it's like the spanish classes in uh, high school i'm all all hyped up i'm hyped up in this class you know what i mean my first day i'm like cool i look up it's a white man teaching the class oh chicano studies yes oh shit and then it was professor smith and he's like He's like he looked at me and he he read my 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 expression my facial expression. Yeah, he probably gets it all. He's like, (laughs) you kind of wondering why a Chicano uh, a Chicano studies course is being taught by a white man. He goes, but that's how you guys want to be governed in life. He goes because you guys fail to develop leaders. You guys are the majority, but you want to be led by the minority. I was like, God damn, this motherfucker just. Dropped it. <laughs> my world right here. It just rocked my world. Yeah, and he goes, and that's why I encourage you all to document to all your history. To take my position. To document history. Ah. Because Chicano studies, it's there's no, there's not that much history. It's, it's not, it's not like as broad as we think it is. I mean, there's still a lot to be written. Yeah. He goes, and it's up to us to do it. He goes, document everything you 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 can document, and, go, and this this is why it. It's that day it sparked, you know, mean an interest in me to document yeah. stuff and that's why I did this documentary. So how long did that kind of stick with you before you said, you it know still what, sticks I'm gonna, with me to this day. No, but I mean before you said, you know what, I'm going to document this lowrider history, this West Los lowrider history. It and took, that's the it, it name of it, right? Few, West, yeah, Los, West Los documentary. West Los documentary. It's a lowrider documentary, but at the same time it's it has um little fragments of like gentrification and history of the neighborhoods you know i mean people think it's a gang documentary it, it sort of is but i don't i do not mention the word gang and i don't want to um focus in on that negativity because i want to focus on the history of the neighborhood yeah the 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 people that were there yeah and how the violence you know touch upon the, like a little bit upon the violence that occurred not into too much detail but show that there, there was kind of like conflict between yeah. the four neighborhoods yeah and how low writing is going to bring us together okay so and, and for me it was a lowrider documentary when i saw it like right. charlie 
the hood for me was lowrider documentary but now that you're saying it no like we're going into the community we're going into the cars we're going into a little bit of the gang and the violence of those days yeah. you know that's why it's west los because yeah. there's a story that needs to be told whether people see it as being negative or positive it's still something that needs to be documented like yeah. my professor said document right. everything um because there's nothing that's really documented i mean something that Growing up as a kid, there's a movie called Walk Proud. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Walk I was going to bring it up. but that's, I, that's where I like, I got to do this because it kind of touched upon the story that I'm trying to, trying to tell, but it's not as authentic as... No, yeah. And and it's crazy that you bring it up. And sometimes I'll post little clips of it and people still hit me up like, what movie is that? And I'm like, fuck, you guys it's don't know? It's a great know? film. I mean, like, even you don't know who Walk even, Proud, you I know? I mean, people were... Back in the days, I remember my uncles were talking about it, like, yeah, Robbie Betts and that white boy. That uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Next uh-huh. But at the same time, now fast forward is like, I think it's cool. It's you know gold, I mean? man. It's a gem. It's cool. <laughs> it's a gold. They, they, it's did, gold. they did a good job. Fuck yeah. That opening scene is like nothing else, man. I and still you know what? And that. I met guys from Venice, older guys, mm-hmm. that were actually at that cruise. At that cruise. So those yeah. are real guys, though. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. No, I mean? you could tell it's with that Santana. Yeah. So, okay. So um, there's so much here, man. There's so much to unpack. But so I, I know some OG heads from uh, like uh, uh, the Bravo family from culver from venice who've been here forever right and i know like even the influence of dogtown and what that had like the surf scene and right? right but i also feel like you're doing this because because of what you mentioned like gentrification the neighborhood's changing right, right. i feel like that's part of why you're doing it because you're kind of saying whoa, whoa whoa hey everybody breaks you know put your brakes on because this is a, a community of color. This is even even when you see Dogtown stuff and even like the movie, Dog, the documentary, Dogtown Z-Boys, when you see that, you see how much lowrider Chicano culture influenced skaters searching. And that's why it's important to do this documentary because, and, and not only important, I'm allowing each of the four neighbors to tell their story because it, we might be similar, but we are different in, at the same time because Venice in itself has a a, a a melting pot of different like subcultures like right. you said you know right. i mean you have the taggers you have right. the skateboarders the surfers yeah um and all that's a beautiful thing you know i mean that's what makes west siders unique yeah yeah i mean it gives us our, our our own identity and it's not about you know east east laws you know east la or west right. who's better or west right, side right, you know right. I mean? no, yeah. it's just about telling our story telling your you know story I mean? it's, it's a unique story yeah. but we're still one people so i kind of feel like when a community and a neighborhood starts getting gentrified they see the low riding and they're like oh that's cool that's hip that's part of our thing but they don't really want the low riders you know what i mean and then and then you know what you're gonna be shocked because a lot of people are starting to get into low riders uh, everything that i've been watching on 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 any social media right. platform yeah. has a low has a low rider in it right i mean just the other day i was um let me see i was looking at Instagram. But that's what I mean, though, Charlie. Is that do they they like it? They love it. They want to feature it. But do they want us? You know oh, what I mean? I don't think they want us. That's what I'm asking. Us. What the lowrider, the lowrider car they, is what they yeah, want. They love it. Yeah. They love having that in their neighborhood. But then they want us to leave. You know, <laughs> even though we grew up here, even though our families grew up here. Definitely. I mean, it's it's starting to become so like upfront in the media. You start seeing the lowrider bikes on the 7-Eleven commercials. Yeah, for sure. You know Everywhere. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Super Bowl, Bowl. Yeah. yeah but you know I mean that th- you know the rap music is right. what brought the Lorders out to yeah, the for forefront sure. yeah, you know for I mean? sure. yeah. because when I was growing up it wasn't a, a cool thing I mean to us it was a cool thing because right. if you're but from the neighborhood else, yeah you have to be a lowrider too yeah. you, you, uh-huh. it was a cool thing but it was frowned upon um, by everybody else the right. rest of society right cops will you know they'll probably still fuck with you not as much but right. before it but was in those like, days they were fucking it you was guys, right big time see that's um, what i'm saying man now they probably let you go by because they like seeing it like the community but then at a certain time you got to get the fuck out but yeah. you shouldn't have to because this is your neighbor this is your place but now with gentrification coming yeah. in it changes everything up it changes everything up um you know things that we or places that we used to visit like little little stores or markets they're gone you know yeah. I know that we we used to call the um the west side the four corners and I started seeing signs everywhere say that says welcome to Silicon Beach. Mm. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, wow. They're they're naming our own neighborhoods now. Yeah. They're wow. renaming them. 
do you remember seeing like that wave of first and i mean i'm not to say like venice seemed like kind of hippie already santa monica kind of seemed a little upscale but i know there was still neighbor hard the projects you were just talking about the, the projects beaches, right okay right. it's the only projects remember, on the west side do you remember yeah and that's crazy bro i didn't even know that for a long right. ass time yeah. but did you know did you do you remember seeing like that whole wave of like hipsters gentrifying yoga studios do you remember or or, um, your, or your neighbors being moved out? Yeah, or I, being remember, able to I remember a lot of my neighbors moving out, you know what I mean? And they were moving uh, to Inglewood, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people started moving to Inglewood. Um, and then from there, throughout the years, they started getting pushed out further. Yeah. And then you start yeah. seeing people or hearing people move to Palmdale or yeah. Lancaster right, right, that right. way. And right. it, now that's even getting um, Right, even that changed. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, so then... But it, you know what's crazy? My father and my family was always into construction. Like they, they were masons. They did, they did masonry work. Um, and my dad worked for a lot of uh, architects, and he would always tell my dad that the whole uh, wetlands, the marina, was going to be redeveloped. Wow! Yeah. And this was years before it happened. Before it happened. So. So they saw it coming. They knew yeah. it was coming. Yeah. Um, at one time, they wanted to to where the um, the creek, the Blowna Creek, uh -huh. which is the the L.A. River. Yeah. They wanted to do a, a channel, you know. I mean, knock down the projects and do a right. channel where wow. boats will come through, through there, through there, to where the projects and are. you know, kind of clean up the whole area. But right. that never happened. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that was the, that was their vision at one time. At one time, to do that. Yeah. So, um, I want people to find out where they can support the film, where can they can start, like you know, seeing it come out, or just even the process. Because I know you're documenting a lot of the process of it too. You know, right. what, what's a good way for them to get more information on the West Los documentary? Right now, it's just um, you can always go to the uh, Instagram site because we don't want to put too much out there because we haven't really got in a platform to present it. Okay, and that's the reason why I start taking a lot of stuff down. Okay, okay. Because they um, we start presenting it to people and they're like, we want to be the person that be the exclusive person to have this footage gotcha, gotcha. so instagram is the only thing that i have at the moment that you know that's put like the behind the scenes stuff yeah. and it looks like a lot of work bro it looks like and seven I remember years you, seven years and it, it has a lot seven to years do. of documenting documenting wow. seven years and it's it's a it was a hard it's still hard because um nobody's really helping me you know i mean i have a team but there's no like big financiers that come in and want to they want to buy me out pretty much they're yeah. like we'll give you a hundred grand if you right. sell, sell us, us story. your idea sell us your but story but it's not yeah. my story to no. sell uh -huh. you know what i mean i'm here to convey a real story and do it you know to the best of the to make it authentic really yeah, right and do it to my best of my ability and there's no price tag on that you know and, and i i went to an event uh maybe a, a few months back at the Pico Youth and Family, Family Center. Center, okay? And you were there, it seemed like you helped organize it. There was lowriders, there were custom cars, they were they were showing a film, a little film about it. Um, there was artwork. Yeah, so what that event was, um, I every year I do an event with them, okay. coll collaborate with that youth center to help um, generate money, fundraising money for oh, that center for the center yeah uh -huh. which is a great center it's, it's a great center work I mean, for it a lot of years minorities and a it, lot of years it, yeah it's, there's a lot of resources that, that yeah. could be like gained through that center right um but usually what i do is i collaborate with different artists okay. you know I mean? whether they're taggers, local artists right local artists this year the last year that i mean they just passed we did a collaboration with all of the artists in la whoever okay. wanted to, it was open to everybody the yeah. first one was the westlos um uh, I forgot what it was called. It was Westlos through the eyes of the community. That's what it was. So I asked, you know, artists from the West Side, you know, photographers or painters, whatever it is, to come to the um, Bergamot Station, okay. which is the art gallery. Right, right, yeah. To present their art pieces and kind of um, come together. You yeah, know the place I mean? was legit. Like, it's a really legit. Nice it's place, a legit yeah. high end um, yeah, art gallery. Art gallery. Yeah. So not and you know a lot of lowriders outside with and i brought lowriders out there that. yeah you know, I mean, you know, I, that's the only art form i can bring that's right you know what i mean it's the, the lowriding art form and i presented that with the, uh, a few other guys outside yeah. um but we had some beautiful pieces we, the first year we had a Stevan oreo we had local um uh artists you know like my homie jose mm -hmm. pablo Freer. okay yeah he does it he, yeah. and then um, my yeah. family you know yeah, we had robert alvarez his father's from venice okay you know what i mean he's my my little cousin so All right it's just a family event you yeah know what i mean and i wanted to bring the whole west side together right and that night was or both nights were very successful they generated you know um 
enough money to what, what would you what would you and I'm glad I'm so happy that you're doing the film and I'm so happy you're documenting because then we can have a reference like everybody all our community has a reference and be like hey the Westlow's documentary if you if you don't know like what at this area was about what is and who yeah. the families you can know we can refer to that yeah you're gonna you're gonna gain um, some knowledge yeah you know what I mean? exactly um, I can't speak for the whole low writing history itself because that's something that I never try to uh, like answer those no, questions right, for sure yeah. because there i really don't know and i asked many people throughout the the lowrider community like where did where did lowriding originated from people say el paso right some people say you know albuquerque, uh, albuquerque new some mexico east los yeah. i mean that's that's up for debate you know what i mean that's why it's so important to always document yes there's people that say yeah i know the the the, the, the beginnings but is it the beginning who knows right i really yeah. don't know and i'm and, not here to say that i do know and that's the same with gentrification for me it's like who knows who was here when when there's a whole wave of gentrifiers coming in they forget who was here who was who was original people here you know right who's original tribes here what's original tribal lands who are the original community members here with that you know going back to lowriding and and um, tying into the lowrider community that's why i'm blessed because i was raising a family from the beginning of of a uh, family of known to build lowriders and in the beginning early in the early 80s my family was in a car club called the dukes yeah right and right. that's where i met you know fernando relas yeah, you know yeah. the relas brothers yeah I, I was talking to somebody and they said oh or maybe it was you charlie and you said jason we you know, jason was my jason. friend yeah. jason and alex we were uh, childhood friends we, yeah. we grew up together yeah um we weren't really really cut tight because we were in different parts of the area growing up but when it came to car shows or meetings my uncles would bring me with them and i would go to yeah. the the meetings and we would play together how old were you guys just messing around playing Probably together. like around nine wow nine eight nine years old um we're talking about the early 80s hey, you're born into this man you're born into it not just to be like oh my dad was a lowrider for you it's like yeah my dad my uncles my cousins we're you're born into a lowrider family right and it's still being passed on to through our family right now like my younger my son and my um my younger cousins now they got lowriders you know what i mean and it, it if it reminds me of where where they're at now it reminds me of where i was when when they were at that i mean when i was at, at that age you right. know what i mean like being in a lowrider is like the best feeling ever like you know gr cruising wherever you want to yeah. getting that thumbs up you know yeah. Just that whole vibe, you know, listening to the oldies and stuff like that. There's, there's no other feeling I can't describe. You know what I mean? You got to live it to, to understand to what, what I'm is. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some of the cars you remember, bro? Or even now, like, building the cars? You, you, you know, know what? What are some of that stand out the most to you? Well, I'm always drawn to a 64 Impala. That was my first car when I was 15 years old. Um, one of my, my mom's brother, my Uncle Gilbert, gave me the money, $2,500, to purchase a car. And my uncle, my my uncle George, who my was is my dad's brother, is the one who found it. And I remember that day he goes, uh, "How much money you got?" I said, twenty five hundred dollars." He's like, "I got, I, I need that money." I said, "Why?" He's like, "Don't worry about it." And um, let me remind you, our shop was in the valley, so he was at our shop, and I was in Culver City, you know, on the phone talking to him. He's like, "I think I have a car for you," so I like okay i'm excited like what is it don't worry about it you know so the story goes he was at the shop himself you know waiting for the workers and he has a penny saver there was okay. no instagram yeah. no, no was cali no. car guy <laughs> you know what i mean there was no ebay there was no, there eBay. Was no nothing it was right. penny saver uh -huh. or the the classic yeah. car recycler yeah the recycler yeah so he's reading the penny sa saver mm -hmm. and he says they don't know the struggle bro yeah <laughs> he said it says yeah. 64 impala yeah or with a little black and white picture little, not no picture oh. it, it was very broad 64 impala you know what i mean um he calls the number and it happened to be in a number in the valley and he's talking to this old man he said uh what kind of car is it he's like well it's a 64 chevy impala bel-air he's like uh i think it's an impala he's like think he's like think it's an impala he's like tour hardtop biscayne you know what is it he's like um not sure He's like, my uncle's like, if you roll down the back window and the front window, is there a pole in there? Uh -huh. He's like, oh, I don't think so. My uncle's like, how the fuck does this guy got? Yeah. He's like, can I come see it? Yeah. He's like, yeah, definitely. You know, he's like, where where are you located? And he was four blocks away from our wow. shop. Wow. Yeah. 
And Marco's like, I never seen this fucking car here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, we know all the cars. We know within all the, the cars it's, within the city. Yeah, all the old like, cars. Yeah, what's up with this? It must be like a piece of shit or something. Uh-huh. So Marco's coming. He's like, there's a long driveway, and there's a two doors, uh, sixty-four two-door hardtop, yeah. clean, nice. clean, clean, yeah. clean, sitting there with a little tiny sign, like a side of a little cardboard that said for sale, but you can't even wow. see it from the street. So the man comes out. He's like, hey, how you doing? He's like, cool. And he rolls on the window. He's like, "There's no pole." And he knocks on the top. He's like, "I think the top's hard." And Marco's oh. like, "Yeah." He's like, "How much you asking for?" He's like, "How much you willing to give me?" He's like, "I got twenty five hundred dollars." All right. So he, he said, bought "Yeah." It. He, he said, bought it. "Take it." Yeah. Take it. Hard top um, sixty four. Hard top. The only problem was it was a straight six. Oh, okay, got gotcha. you. But yeah, it was yeah. original. But it was original, huh? Yeah. So. You original know, owner or original owner wow. original car wow you know it was um cali car white yeah with the red interior nice. black the yeah. original black plates on it wow. um he brought it to the shop was cleaning up all day had no the way. workers buff it out no way he took the um the tires off put 520s with yeah. some um 64 super sport hookups because yeah. the original yeah. ones we didn't nice have the original look, one yeah. that's, that's all he nice had look. was the super the sport ones yeah uh-huh. you know i wanted the original ones but you know he didn't have them yeah but he wanted to present the card to me right so he goes hey you called me where are you guys at right here at the house waiting for you everybody outside you had I'll no idea there. had, no, had idea. no idea so here he comes and cruising on the street you know what i mean you hear the hissing of the 520s like like brand new 520s yeah. i like god damn that's my car that's what year was this when was this this had to be in the, at least 1992, 91. How old did you say you were? I was like 15. No way. 15 year old. Yeah. It's my that's first unheard car. of now, bro. Well, that's, you know what I that's mean? What, that's unheard what, of. That's how it is when you're in the Chacon family. Yeah, yeah that's what you, you go, know, right? That's, that's You get blessed in like yeah, that, you know? That's right. Um, And I drove that car for a while, and everybody's like selling me the car. Like, hell no, hell it's my no. first car. Wow. They're like, it's a straight six. You don't want that car. I love car. those stories, man. I love those stories. Just because it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be around to come in across those kind of stories, you know? You had to have been then, around back then, to be like, man, you know, they opened up that garage door, the old grandma opened it up, and she's like, ah, I don't know what to do with this car anymore, and you find out it's a 62 Impala or something. You know what I mean? I mean, I hear stories like that, well, because of my family. Right, yeah, we have exactly. Three, we have exactly. four boys, you know, yeah, my father and, exactly. and three brothers, yeah. and that's how they always bought their cars. Yeah. My Uncle Berto, he's he's known for having the nicest cars yeah. but he he doesn't build them he he can he can build them right, don't right, get me wrong right, right. but he has Finds the best like luck that. of having the best luck of finding the original cars we don't have to do anything to them that's how they are sometimes bro some people have that gift <laughs> he, and he he connects with these older people uh-huh. like they'll they'll give it to him yeah, they're man. like just take the car and uh-huh. was like how the fuck do you do this <laughs> and he just smiles you know what yeah. I mean? uh-huh. like the, the i remember up with like I remember original one day 65 he, well he's he he's a lowrider guy you yeah, know what okay. i mean he he's not only into chevys uh-huh. i remember him having um uh 64 uh ford galaxy okay lowered okay. you know oh, yeah yeah i'm not really a ford guy but right, it looked right, right. dope you uh-huh. know what i mean yeah right and one of the cars that stands out to me that he had was this big 1974 lincoln continental oh yeah bro those are you bad know? yeah and he bought this car yeah. and had like 1200 miles on it wow. out the garage he no put way. like he put the 520s on it with no the way. with the big house and yeah big ass car and i like what the hell you yeah. do with these big cars but <laughs> it was different you know right, what I mean? it right, wasn't right. the regular impala right. it was mm-hmm. like something that and even in the movie walk walk proud even he has like a ford something has, right yeah. and, and that's that goes back to low riding yeah that's what, what you I'm bring saying. like you even back then was like what you bring yeah how you low ride it yeah it could it, be any kind of car and that's through him is the reason why i'm able to see beauty into different gotcha um makes and models right right, right. because gotcha. if it wasn't for him it would be strictly chevy's like right. my other uncle's yeah. My uncle, that one, my uncle's particularly into the 59 mm-hmm. in, in Lincoln Carneros and Rivieras and stuff like that. Yeah. My uncle George is into the bombs. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? My uncle Gabby's into all of them. Right. You know, he yeah. he's the one that, well, he's the one who, who ran the shop and, 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 and started the business. And his beginning started um, very young as well, um, doing body work with my uncle, my grandma's brother. Okay. And, um, so they were he really away. young doing, they were doing, doing body work. work. Yeah. yeah. Um, Growing up, he worked at a junkyard. Yeah, you know that's his. Fa- he was fascinated with 
anything that had and, to do with cars. And you know what, Charlie? I feel like that's kind of what kept them out of the hood, too, or out of trouble like that, too, right? Like, even, like, the Ruelas, like, the Ruelas, you know? That, it was, like, that, the, the car, even, they can grow up in South L.A., you guys can grow up in Culver City in the projects, but yet the car building kept them out. That's definitely true. I mean, um, I hear countless stories of similar um, stories of families like yeah, mine. Right. They lost all their uncles and lost yeah. all their dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's, there, there's families that had lost people, but at the same time, it building a car takes away a lot of time, extra time um, that you have from hanging out in the streets and stuff right. like that. Right. So it does help you, you know, so for stay the focused. Youth, so, Charlie, for the youth now dealing with a community that's being gentrified and maybe not feeling part of the connection of that, what do you say to that? What do you say to the youngsters right now in Culver and Venice and that are maybe interested in, in building something or to, low riding. Um, what do you say to them? I, I want everybody out there to like take an interest in, in, in learning about your history. You know, contribute to the studies of your, your, your own culture. You know what I mean? Oh, like I, it goes back to what that professor said, document everything. I want everybody to document um, whatever they can. Right. You know what I mean? Um, make new history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Break barriers, become leaders. You yeah. know, we, we need leadership. Because, like he said, if we want to be, um, we not if we want to be, we are the majority in society. We need to be led by our own instead of being led by the minority. Yeah, right. And that's a good way of of representing your community. That's a good way of letting people who are coming into your community understand, like, hey, this has rich history here. This has rich culture. This has art here. Right. Definitely. I mean, there is a there is a story to be told here, um, and it's, it strikes me because. I know the story, and I, I feel like people that grew up around here know the story, but it, you'd be surprised that people don't even know there was a project in Culver City. Yeah, right. Um, when I do a lot of presentations at, at colleges, like, for instance, uh, uh, Santa Monica College, mm-hmm. there's a professor I worked with, and she asked me, like, this is a fascinating story. I never knew this. You said uh, Santa Monica has a neighborhood. Where is it? Yeah. You're in it. You're in it. You're standing. You yeah, know, yeah, this, yeah. This is their neighborhood. You know. And I mean? you know what's crazy, bro? I remember being a kid, and my parents would bring us out to the beach. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and there was a certain mural. Uh, it's right off the off the ten. Can't wait. Yeah, that man. And, and you know, a lot of people school. talk about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, a lot of stuff's been wiped out. You know. What yeah. I mean? Right. The mural's gone. The mural is gone. Yeah. A lot of a lot of things that have to do with um, and it was all Chicano power mural. Exactly. I mean, that's that's something you won't really see on the west side. That's why I feel it's important that we need to document and bring that stuff back because we were here and this is our land. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I look up to uh, communities in, in San Diego and right. East LA right. who has the rich culture, right. and we need to be like that. You yeah. Know? We have to get to that level. Yeah, and it feels like. I mean, I don't know, man. I didn't grow up over here, but it feels like you guys have such a strong presence, but it's almost like you're constantly battling to be recognized or constantly battled, or even, even to say like, hey, it's not fucking cool for you guys to move our families out or make the cost of living so much to keep a house here just so you could come in and demolish it and put up some modern home. You know what I mean? Yeah, not only that, it's like you make it hard and difficult for yeah. families to even live in this area. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The rent is outrageous. Right. I mean, who can afford that? I mean, it's only it's only suitable for the people right. that are making that much money that who are moving in. Yeah, right. Where right, the right. young kids, the tech kids, that are making those that that amount of money. So, what do you say to the your lowrider community around here, bro? What do you take? What do you say to them right now? Like to to keep showing out, keep putting keep showing show, out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep um, host car show events. Yeah. You know what I mean? Show our presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, if we we back off that's when we start getting eliminated right. but when we show our presence and always continue to show our presence it's hard for for anybody to to get rid of us yeah i'm gonna come out here bro i'm gonna bring my car out here i'm gonna i'm gonna support your the the lowrider community out yeah, here so you know? you know i'm working with the pyfc right now um what we're trying to do is break the world record for having the most lowriders in a parade oh okay currently um puerto rico has a record for like 2400 cars oh, wow. yeah i think it deserves that record deserves to be held in la yeah yeah we could do it you know what i mean i tried to do it yeah, one definitely. time uh-huh. but i didn't have the right um resources at the time so right now oscar de la torre the councilman for santa monica is working with city leaders to develop a, a, a game plan to break this record Good, good. All right. So you're going to keep us kind of updated on that? We're going to keep you updated. It definitely will be posted everywhere. All right, good.
All right, good. Thank you so much for oh, spending thank you it, man. For having yeah, me. no, I mean, I'm we've been trying to do it for a little while, and for me, it's like, for me, it's like I didn't even really have to have to ask so much. Right away, people are like, "Oh, the Chacon family. Oh, you want to go over there, Chacon yeah. family. Oh, you know about them. You know what I mean? I've been yeah. told so many times. Yeah, and I think right now it's an important time to even, like I said, document everything because yeah. right now my family and I were going through a little bit of a hardship. Mm-hmm. You know, we unfortunately we had to close the shop down. Mm-hmm. You know, my uncle that runs the shop. He had a major surgery to his brain where yeah. he had three brain aneurysms. Okay. So it's time to hang it up. But as far as, you know, the legacy continue, the legacy will continue. We're still going to build our own cars. Yeah. Just we're not really going to be building cars for our customers right now. All right. Well, I always like seeing you out there in your car, bro. Yeah, we'll be out there. I mean, right. it's, we're going to be out there strong as a family still. You know what I mean? Um, you'll see my uncle, whether he drives or not, he's going to be out there with us. All right. That's where... We're meant to be, you know what I mean, in the lowrider, on the scene, yeah. you know, with, as, as a family. Right on. All right, man. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I was raised in the hood called what the death, where the brothers in the hood be chivalrous. So I rest defense on my ligaments, pistol grip, pump for my life, risking it, no life giving, never giving it back, too late for slipping, so slack. Oh, it's on my lips, it's on your lips, so try shut I still dick mugs, lick my pump butts And all I'm saying, ain't no question who the man is In my civic and in this show biz I should fool, I can fool, come on, what you say? I think you take care of all you other suckers, I'm delaying right away Mr. Grip, pump on my lap at all times Mr. Grip, pump on my lap at all times Mr. Grip, pump on my lap at all times Booze be jacking other fools, but they'll be jacking mine Mr. Grip, pump on my lap at all times Cause tricks be yeah. I never understood it, but remember I showed you that in the 90s you gotta look over your shoulder. Strap, well, that ain't nothing, you just looking high. And a cop ain't good for shit, but just passing you by. If ever in trouble, on the double, best to call your pals. And if you ain't got them bitch, I, I got million styles around me. Oh, we getting along with family, we better be. We got your back, we got your back, 10. Don't be pointing no more than that. Alright, man. Pistol grip, pump on my lap at all times. Pistol grip, pump on my lap at all times. Pistol grip, pump on my lap at all times. Fools be jacking other fools, but they don't be jacking mine. Pistol grip, pump on my lap at all times. Pistol grip, pump on my lap at all times. Pistol grip, pump on my lap at all times. Fools be jacking other fools, but they don't be jacking mine. Rhyming is a cinch, son of a bitch, I'm rich. But that don't mean you can gank me, cause all of my people is pimps. Players, hustlers, killers, all been through the I hang with my dogs, man. Broke a gorilla, Ella, cadaver, Ella, beans. Someone having enough steam. Don't pull me up when I run up, shut up. A trick, get the fuck. Shots, your daughter get the love. A lot, I see your Audi at the cemetery. Man, she loves me, and I don't see them solitary. With this, to the party, and if you didn't know, she'll ask somebody. Put the grip pump on my lap at all times. Put the grip pump on my lap at all times. Put the grip pump on my lap at all times. Hey.